Good evening, good evening, good evening. We are back. It is the Ramen Movement. We are excited to have two very special guests here today. Um, James and Regina Upshaw, thank you all for consenting to be on. Oh, absolutely. We look forward to getting into y'all's story, and we're going to go around the table and catch up with everyone. It's been a few weeks. We're glad to be back. Miss Davette, how are things? Everything is wonderful. You know, everything just always goes my way. All right, all right. <laughs> CT, what's going on? What's new and improved? And same old, same old. Uh, still working as far as the um, project with the Red 5 crew. Uh, actually got a name for the project now. And uh, the first one is going to be wrapped up here soon. Just got a little voiceover work. Uh, still doing Fat Boy Problems, of course. Uh, blog out there, Fat Boy Problems Knox at blogspot.com. Check that out. Uh, actually went the wings over in Knox this weekend, so good deal. <laughs> Tried it out. <laughs> I saw the reaction. Yeah, I was like, like, "What is that?" I just get. I just were you want to be included? No, no, no. I don't have to go back there again. Oh, oh I said that publicly. My bad. It's, oh. hey, it's, I mean, everybody would like to know. Oh, mm, 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 he is the food. He's the food expert. I mean, I mean, if you <laughs> had an experience, if your experience wasn't good, it wasn't good. Yes, I went there the day that the Twisties was born. I, that was going to be my celebratory dinner, and mm -hmm. I was disappointed. No, I did. I, I went in with some mixed feelings about it, but if you want to know everything else, go to my blog. Check it out. Check it out. But I'll tell y'all. Check it out. Okay. I'll tell you. It's Wings Over Knox is the place though. It's on the the strip. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see that. Oh, yeah. Studio X. Yeah, yeah, right up the street. Oh. <laughs> we got a hard no over here. <laughs> that's a just that's a negative, yeah. boss. <laughs> so let's jump right into it. So let's let's talk about you all. If y'all would, you know, give the people an introduction, let them know who you are and a little bit about yourselves, and we'll go from there. Get into some questions and keep a conversation and have fun. Right. Do I need an introduction though? There you go. Oh, I, like I like that. Oh, I am James. Oh, J Live, the promoter of show. I've been doing concerts, uh, R&B, jazz, comedy, uh, some rock, some pop. I've been doing it for about a little over 30 years, probably 35. I started when I was... Uh, about 14 years old, Walter P. Taylor Holmes Project. Uh, there was a need at one time. There was a softball team looking to make it to the state, and they needed some money. So they came to me and said, Jay, we need you to put together something. I said, I got an idea. So we got some kids from around the way, and we did it like at that time it was a lip sync thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, we did a lip sync show, show where everybody imitated, the, you know, their favorite artists. Mm -hmm. We charged about $1.52 at the Walter P. Center Gym, and we sold it out. Okay. And from that uh, moment on, it just caught heat. So I like, you know, this is what I'm supposed to do. Wow. So ever since then, uh, you name it, I've... Um, Brought a number of artists as well as, you know, put on um, some local folk. Uh, you name them. Whoever's out here doing anything local, if you came through my era and 20 years after that, I put you on. You know, I put you on and I made you happen. And I'm just going to put it right there like that. Awesome, now. <laughs> Godfather. So, hey, thank you. I, I, I received that. In a good way too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It, it yeah. takes people willing to help other people out and like say put people on. Right. Sometimes you get people get to a place of stature or position and you know, as they say, forget where you came from. So that that is an awesome thing. Right. And to to find what you were meant to do at fourteen, I mean, that's Man. We you know, we all talked about being astronauts and doing all kinds of crazy stuff and then you like let me go get a job, but to, to find that thing, that's awesome, and that's what we want to encourage business owners. Uh, CT, you speak about it a lot, you know, find your passion, um, you know, living in your passion, succeeding in your passion, so that's, that's, that's a great story. So, a little bit about you. I am, my name is Regina Upshaw. I am James's wife, also known as the promoter's wife. I am from Chattanooga, Tennessee. 
I've been in Knoxville pretty much a lot of my life, um, but just recently kind of stayed here um, around 2005. So I've been here permanently ever since then. And it was in that season that I met my husband, James. Um, I am a realtor and I am a licensed broker and I work for Tenants Choice Property Management Services where I am my primary uh, bread and butter is property management, but I also am licensed to to help people sell their homes or to buy property. Um, work with a lot of investors out of town, um, managing their portfolios here. Um, but my biggest hustle is working as the promoter wife to assist him with the promotion of the events that we put on here in Knoxville. Okay. Perfect, perfect, perfect. I have a question, and I want to know from you because you do do the promotion and you get the acts here. How do you choose what you want to bring to Knoxville? Because <laughs> being that, the way I see it, we are basically like a center point for all places when it is because you have to ride Interstate 40. Mm -hmm. and you have to come through Knoxville. Mm -hmm. So what is it that you offer or you bring to the table to get these different acts and who do you look for? Well, when we did do that and we pulled away from that about, um, I think the last time we brought artists in town was like uh, Summer Soul Jam 2015, 2015 mm -hmm. and it was uh, the Zap Band and Houdini, and I think it was like our fifth installment of the Summer Soul mm -hmm. Jam. And just to be completely transparent with you guys and everybody out there, we never made money doing that. Uh, we were always uh, in the red. Mm -hmm. um, People didn't buy tickets, mm -hmm. um, but you hear everybody every day, what's the next event, uh, when y'all gonna bring somebody to town. Uh, and we put on this particular event, myself and some uh, friends and colleagues, um, to answer to Knoxville in a, a summer festival mm -hmm. that we can call our own and appreciate, but people never supported it. Okay. But, uh, Maybe five, we did five of them, mm -hmm. the five of them that we did. And I mean, like the first time we jumped out there, we brought in uh, uh, SWV. Guy, SWV, SOS. SOS we did two nights. I mean, and we like toileted your own thing. <laughs> and to say, I mean, we tanked, you yeah. know. And then we came back like crazy and did it again and did it again. Did it. And they just never bought tickets to it. Mm -hmm. But... The answer to your question, uh, just simply just finding out the acts that are available, mm -hmm. um, uh, the acts that people want to see, and if they work out with our budget and our market, mm -hmm. and we'll go after them and bring them in. Um, if there was acts that was over fifty to a hundred thousand, that wasn't us because this market couldn't handle it. You know, they wouldn't they, buy tickets for that. Yeah, they may think they want a steak, but they really need a fried bologna sandwich. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Knowing know your market's a big right. Absolutely. Yeah. And it took some time to do that. So that's why we're, now we're like at special events. Like, I mean, okay. special, yeah, special events like um, the uh, All White Affair, the All Black Affair, uh, the, the Day After bash. Thanksgiving Day Bash. And then a couple of them that we're going to add to it, too, that we just come to the understanding and realization that we have a market that of professional black folk that it's about around 250 to 500. And that's where you are. Right. And that right there is how you determine what your budget is. And your budget is saying, OK, I can see a DJ Sterl of Pearl or DJ Vaughn, DJ Nice One, a Lauren Arp. Um, and uh, a couple other bands went around town. That's what the budget speaks to. Mm -hmm. Now, when you start reaching outside of that, you know, you got to have people stepping up saying, you know what, I will agree to pay 30 to $40 for your event. They're getting there now. Right. I mean, we started out with $20 to $25. Now we at the 30 mark. And they showed us on the last one, hey, man, we'll pay 40 because y'all doing some nice stuff okay. in a nice venue. So now the budget is creeping up. It's, it's expanding a little bit. It's, mm -hmm. it's saying that, you know, we want good entertainment. Mm -hmm. And myself and my, my, myself and my wife, 
uh, DJ Vine, um, Cassandra, um, Sharon. Been, Sharon, they've been out there in the works too with putting events together that you know speaks to the people in our market and what the uh, budget would allow for. Right. So I have, a, I have a question as far as sure ask them all. I got some answers today. <laughs> <laughs> tell everybody got tune, time in, today. tune in right now. What do you say? I got I'm time. Gonna tell it all. Jump on, jump on. <laughs> so. Ooh, it's about to I, might, I might even throw some trade secrets in. Whoa, he's about to give y'all all the tea. Literally, he about to he got to give you the tea. I'm with it now. I'm about this because it's when you're putting on an event, is this something that is leveraged through through deals to pay back later? Is it financed all up front and then you recoup from sales, or how does can you provide that information, or how does it typically work? Well, so what generally happens is. Uh, when we were in the stage of doing concerts, much of that ended up being either ourselves or the people that we had uh, that had come alongside us to invest in those events. Mm -hmm. So those things were fronted on the front end. Um, but then typically what would end up happening, like as James said, or the husband said earlier, we would end up tanking on those things. Mm -hmm. So the back end burden would be personally ours to right. endure, uh, which ended up being actually the reason why after the last summer soul jam, we took a hiatus. Mm -hmm. We couldn't keep doing that, you know. Um, I understand that Knoxville was used to J-Live, and they were used to the way that he did business, and they were used to the way that he did shows. Well, but the thing that had changed about J-Live that many of them didn't realize was that he has a wife now. Mm -hmm. he, his responsibility has increased, and it's increased beyond just personally him. Mm -hmm. And so I wasn't okay with going home broke. I'm not okay with that. Um, so rather than go home broke, I'd much rather just say no. Mm -hmm. We won't do anything. We'll just take our money and we'll go to Atlanta and enjoy ourselves and let, and let Knoxville figure out what they're going to do for themselves. Right. But, you know, but being the person that did not want to silence the promoter or the, the passion inside of him, it's never been my desire to quiet his fire, mm -hmm. but it was just the fact that if they're not going to buy to support, then what are you doing it for? Right. Mm -hmm. You know? And so once we, we came out of the hiatus and we thought we'd just come back and start small. Mm -hmm. And that was the thing that was, so we just started doing these events to give the grown folks, the grown and sexy, the professional part, the professional people that want to get out and just shake a tail feather. You know what I'm saying? Because okay. I love to dance and I love to have a good time. But unfortunately in Knoxville, it doesn't provide us that opportunity. Shut so down real quick if, if there is a place at home. Right, exactly. Well, not for us because. Yeah, Yo, you're, you're right, you're right. Right, because see, again, like I said, grown folks, professional, uh, the grown and sexy, we're, we're not about all of that. So, mm -hmm. henceforth, that's the reason why we have to increase the ticket price. Because if we don't, then anybody feels like that they can just show up and come and mm -hmm. have a good time with us, but then they can bring their drama too. And that's not what we're about. We're that's not a great about point. that. You know, um, the relationship that we've established with the press room is paramount. Okay. They came after us, mm -hmm. wanting us to come in there and to create an atmosphere to, for these events. They want us there. They're the first venue that, for as long as we've been doing it, they're the first venue that opened the door for us to come in there as black professionals. And didn't feel like with everybody else that we would talk to, they were out. They always felt like we was getting ready to bring in a thug crowd. Mm -hmm. I mean, who want? I don't want that. You know, right. the person that's gonna shoot you because you stepped on their shoe. We don't want. That's not what we're here to do. We're mm -hmm. here, indeed, for the grown and sexy, the grown professional people. They just want to have a good night out mm -hmm. with their spouse or with their significant other or that single female that's looking for a gentleman. Let's fly tonight, you know, whatever, you know. Um, so with the press room, they like I said, they came after us. And so we just sought to, to take care of that relationship. And so that's why we can't charge $20 for the venue. Because best believe our counterparts are coming in that venue and they're busting heads. Mm -hmm. they're, they're paying to be there. We were at, they had a... Um, 
Valentine's Day event that they invited Jay and I to come to, and we were only flying the soup, you know, the flying the milk. We were the only ones fly. We were the only flying the milk, but it was we were the only two black people there. Yes, <laughs> it was one hundred and twenty-five dollars a couple. Yes, really, and it was sold out. And it was sold out, mm -hmm. you know. So you know, we're not. Uh, somebody said on Facebook for our last event that we was just trying to hustle. I mean, I'm sorry if you think forty dollars is trying to hustle, then maybe you need to get your weight up. Right. Ow. Because $40 is not oh, a big deal. Or grab that 25 $30 ticket early. Oh, get your early, get your ticket early. Because really, that's what it was. See, what really get, was. You didn't get it early. You didn't get your ticket early. So and then you're mad at us because we done charged 40 at the door. Now you fire shots. Can't get mad at that. Yeah. yeah. And by the no way, way, we grew up together, but woo, you know. A, a prophet is never <laughs> a prophet promoter is never respected in his own town. Whoa! You better preach. Yeah. You better preach. I heard the And I ain't taking up no offering. It's for free today. <laughs> <laughs> so, with with the two different professions, do you you all find yourselves as sounding boards for each other? No. Making moves. I Did help I, him more than he helps me. I knew she's gonna say that. And exactly, I was waiting for my opportunity. You know he what? He does not promote me. As well as I have, I have been his. I have been his ride or die since a one day one. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's right, and and I'm not gonna try to put this in no kind of smooth, kind of pimpish kind of way, and, <laughs> you know, try to smooth. I haven't been, and but here lately, we've been working on different ways to be able to do that mm -hmm. and you know I have to step up more baby yeah. okay? okay and I will okay. right. that was the right move right professionalism there. Right there. Yeah. There you, go. you got it recorded you got it here live <laughs> <laughs> so it stands up in court <laughs> no that's beautiful that is absolutely that's, it's it's wonderful to see couples who recognize that we'll pick up the slack on one end and then we can turn the tables and be able to help on the other. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's what's necessary is what can we do? How can we leverage those opportunities and be able to grow from that? So, you know, yeah. kudos. Now I have went out and put signs in the yard. There you go. Properties that you was I already had selling it. and renting. I already had it. I ain't talking about what doing work that I already had. Oh, well. I'm talking about helping me Get work. Okay. Well, it's on. Y'all heard it here. This is the promoter's wife. Her next about. event is coming up May 22nd at the Press Room. It's the All White Affair featuring DJ Sterl the Pearl, DJ Hollywood, and we got a funky ass band coming too. So, but it's her event. It's all her thing. She's laying it out. I'm behind the scenes just making sure that she gets all she needs from me. So, that's the plug. Oh, whatever. I don't really care about the <laughs> I'm a realtor. I'm a you realtor. Hard, bro. You try. I'm a realtor. I sell houses. That's my job. So plug that. So okay. you are you looking to move more behind the scenes? Is that a no, natural progression? No, 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 no. Um, no, no. At a point that it was <laughs> like like working with her on that and then others like being um in a way of, uh, of giving advice, uh, uh, consulting. consulting, you know, I have, I do some consulting projects. Uh, sometimes, man, it comes, that thought comes to my mind because when I put things out there, you want to have fun. And when you no longer can have fun, then you're like, okay, well, hey man, you got a project, I work behind it to help you. But... Uh, when I can't have fun doing it, then I don't want to do it no more. So that's why we've narrowed things down to look at smaller events in nice venues versus doing the big old concerts. I mean, it was a point that I was like gun ho with that, but I was losing sleep, um, losing patience, falling out of love with it. So... Um, it was it, it came to a point where you know let's let's just look at a different way of doing this thing right yeah and with the consultant is as far as speaking in legacy is there a succession plan is there I have a protege out there or? God didn't show me that person yet okay. I thought I seen them at one time but they showed another color and another <laughs> face and I said damn that's the same people again <laughs> 
keep, I said, Lord, stop letting me attract these folk right here. Mm-hmm. So I haven't seen that success yet. But when 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 God shows me that, then I'm gonna pass over the baton. So what keeps you into it? As far as you know, you've told us you've taken L's as far as putting on these shows and everything. Right. What keeps you going? as far as this particular line of business that you chose? Man, it's the passion for it and then the thing that Knoxville has to have something going on. And there again, just going back to just narrowing things down to having uh, a cookie cutter approach to it. Like, okay, we can put this thing on at this level and it's right and something you asked earlier about the whole uh, financials of it. If you can't pay for the event out of your pocket, don't do it. I had a guy came to me from Nashville, Tennessee. He came and visited me, and he wanted to do a show at the Coliseum. And um, and this just came from just experience. I had just got smacked. And um, he it came. It wasn't me. <laughs> no, this was an event. And. Uh, he came and it was the right it was the right timing. And he came and he was like, man, we can bring this artist and bring them and then we'll just, you know, send them off their deposit to do it and the rest of it, we just work on the back end, da da da. And I set him down and I said, look, we were sitting in the Coliseum, we went to go look at it because mm-hmm. he had never been there before. And I said, look, man, I ain't trying to piss on your dream in no kind of way. You're welcome to do it, but that's something that I won't do. If you walk into any room, if you don't have the money for that event or that room, don't do it. Don't do it. So one of the lessons was, in the hiatus was, me and Regina came together and agreed, anything we step out there on, if we don't have the money or the right sponsorship for it, Mm -hmm. we ain't going to do it. Because so, you, can't, you can't count on the people to buy right. you can't. Right. So when we walk from these last events, when we walk in the room, praise God, they were all paid for walking in the door. And that's like right stressful there, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's what I that's what I yeah. you took the words out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the man, less stress. I mean, the most beautiful feeling in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, you talking about a guy who hustles shows from 18, 19 years old to maybe 45, 48, just hustling, losing friendships, losing relationships with businesses and and sponsors because we just come up short. And then people are not like-minded, you know, in terms of business. They say they are. It's people that I work with that have been in business for years. Mm -hmm. You would think they know everything about it. They lose a couple of thousand on a show, Oh man, you ain't nothing. You this, you that, you robbed me. Jay Live, this and that. You know? First thing that come out of her mouth, but you supposed to know business. You supposed to know and they bet you know this yourself. In investment, there's no guarantee. It's all risk. Absolutely. You got yeah, you got coronavirus right now that's deciding the market flow. Exactly. Ain't no guarantee in nothing. People losing millions. You talked so, about it previously on the show about mindset, mm-hmm, how mm-hmm. you still have to carry on and be professional, mm-hmm. knowing you know these things are transpired behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's a thing that all business owners need to aspire to, to have that mindset that tough times are going to happen. Absolutely. And just like you said, I like the way you put that. Sometimes you just come up short. And, mm-hmm. you know, having that, that nugget of information, let me have the event paid for it. You know, for anybody out there looking exactly. to get into it, that's a great piece of information. You know, outgrow the venue before you say, oh, okay, I want to move to Thompson Bowling Arena. No, let's sell out. Keep working these. And, right. and also, that's a way for you to build up your bankroll, too. Because mm-hmm. you get these little events, you get them going, and you continually doing you you are consistent with it. Mm-hmm. You can put that money to the side as you go do it, and that's where you can make that growth as far as going bigger and bigger. But you've got to also show people that you know how to put on an event, a show. Yeah. Yeah. Because if they don't see that, then that's going to shut you down. Yeah, yeah absolutely. The other thing is that, um, <coughs> so we've had, because we have a Summer Solo Jam page. We, we've we've always had it. Mm-hmm. And we constantly, daily, still get people adding to that group. 
And so what that says to me is that they're wanting it. Mm -hmm. They want it. But the the unfortunate thing was that he had trained them wrong. That he would, the early person that bought the ticket. Mm -hmm. And then when ticket sales didn't do well, mm -hmm. then he would reduce the ticket. Mm -hmm. And so the closer you got to the event, the cheaper mm -hmm. the ticket got instead of the ticket getting higher. Mm -hmm. And so for the person that paid in advance, uh, yeah. they might as well just wait That's like everybody is. else, mm -hmm. you know, because it's going to be lesser because there's no benefit. And that was one of the things that I came in and I was like, no, no, sir, we cannot continue that. Because mm. the reward is for the person that purchases in advance. Right. The early bird gets the worm, mm -hmm. not the late person. The late person, and we even know that now, just in life, you pay extra for the price of convenience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. So if you're gonna be, if you're going to be late on your rent, there's a late fee. Right. If you're going to be late on your car note, there's a late fee. You know, the benefit if you don't, if you don't want the late fee, then you get there early. Unless it's sold out, then you wait it still too late. Right. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to plug that. <laughs> so, so you take it early. As far as you, let's talk about the real estate side of it. Okay. What is your passion for real estate? Where did that come from? And where did that begin? Okay, so I got a passion for real estate. Um, my mom, I recall my mom reading a book and it was called, um, oh, it's a Zig Ziglar book. Uh, uh, I can't, I can't recall it at the, at the time and I have it. But anyway, that book and she called herself going into real estate at the time. She didn't, I mean, she called herself one. She, she never did anything with it. But um, but what I recalled about it was an interest in just houses. I love houses. They're beautiful. Mm -hmm. I love to, you know, I love to, I love the, I primarily work with first-time homebuyers. That's okay. my, that's my, my forte. Um, because helping them to realize the dream or helping them, to process through the chaos of decisions because there's like a lot well not particularly in the market right now just only because there um there's a need for the first time home buyer uh there's a need for properties in that so you don't have like back uh in 20 uh 2006 when mm -hmm. i first started as a realtor you don't have the variety of choice so it's a little narrow now uh, between, so like for a hundred, a hundred and twenty-five thousand to maybe like a hundred and fifty, which is typically about a, uh, the, pri the, the price of a first-time home buyer. Mm -hmm. You don't have a large selection in the market right now for those people. Uh, so it's not as hard as it was back then. But, uh, but I, I realized then that um, I felt like that I was smart enough to be able to gather that information of the mm -hmm. process of buying a house and to be able to regurgitate that to you in a more simple form so that you can understand and help mm -hmm. you to go be able to buy that house. All right. That works. Excellent. Excellent. Mm -hmm. So as far as the real estate you are dealing with first time home buyers, what would the best piece of advice be to give to a first-time homebuyer as looking at getting into a house? What would you want to tell them going into the process? You, you hear a lot of mixed emotions, take a class, go see a realtor, go see a lender, but what would you say is your number one piece of advice? The number one piece of advice that I would give a first-time homebuyer is before you decide to go look, know what you're affording to go look for. Mm -hmm. Because the most dis discouraging piece of thing is like you're dreaming about this house and you can just see it and you can feel it. I mean, it's, it's real. It's tangible to you. But then you're watching HGTV. Okay. And they're so pretty. Mm -hmm. And they're so nice. <laughs> but they're not in your price range. <laughs> they're not in your price range. So, but there's a market. Uh, but there are flippers out there now. 
down that are, are that are targeting that specific market um, to create uh, homes in that price range that look like HGTV. But primarily what you really want is to already have an idea about what your needs are first and then add to it your wants. Um, because like for us, it's just two of us, but two, bed, two bathrooms is mandatory. Right. I can see right. that. It's mandatory. You know, I'm not I'm not gonna live without two bathrooms. I'm not. So, you know, those are the things that you need to know. And if you know them, mm -hmm. then you can sit down and with your realtor say, Hey, it's not happening. If it aren't two bathrooms, I'm not living there. And that's mm -hmm. what you have to know because that helps the realtor know how to help you. Because I sit and look at houses all day. I go and I take myself personally on field trips to go look at houses mm -hmm. all day so that perhaps if I come across somebody and they're looking and I can say, oh, I just saw this house. It was this and that. I can say personally what the house already looks like <coughs> to help you. Um, but the other thing, the most important thing I will really want people to know is that if you end up working with a realtor and you don't like your realtor, you can fire your realtor. You mm. don't have to keep them. You can fire them. A lot of people don't know that. And so they're working with people that they don't like or they feel like who aren't help, who are not for them or working in their best interest. Mm -hmm. You can fire that person. Okay. That that's very helpful. I wish, you know, to know that information the first time I bought my house. Mm -hmm. And the, they didn't want to help us with making any changes. They didn't want to change the price and the realtor didn't even show up to the closing. See? And wow. And they got a percentage. Yeah, and they're getting paid for it. And so, and yeah, I mean, you've got, and so with Knoxville having, um, I think last time it was told that we've got about 4,200 realtors in the market. Wow. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, that's in, this, that's in this market, but then you also have to include some of the other outlying areas, right. but that belong to the Knoxville Association of Realtors. Mm -hmm. It's 4,200. Last I knew. Um, that's a lot of people to have to decipher through mm -hmm. and to have to pick. And so when everybody is, and not everybody that has that R is for you. And so you want somebody that's on your team. You want somebody that understands. And I understand. Mm -hmm. I know what it's like to want a home so bad. You know, but then the other thing is that I feel like being a black realtor in the market is that black people don't want to choose a black realtor because, and then primarily, my husband is Jay Live. They sit up here thinking I'm discussing everything with him. I don't tell him my business. Because there's a code of ethics that I have to operate under mm -hmm. in being a realtor. And so, keeping your business private is my main business. Right. Now, I'm not discussing, Jay, don't you honey, dang, they have so much debt. And they That's not me. I'm not that person. I've never been that kind of person. He, nine times out of ten, he don't even know I'm working with you until I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm closing. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, you was working? Yeah. But, I mean, the truth of the matter is you all have your own life as well, right? Right. Not, right. Right. You know, we, we don't sit around discussing, you know. Right. Every yeah. details of life and, and this and that and the other, yeah. So is that something that you all, you know, it's easy for you all to do to turn it off and come together as it's easy for me it's not easy for him mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. Well, you want to talk about a show at three o'clock in the morning and I I'm like, do it. look I it's three o'clock in the morning I'm can like, we table that to i'm the like what do you think about this person before <laughs> i don't care what if we take this away from sleep. so have I you don't care. have you thought about doing like the bringing in the artist but on a smaller level hmm as far as we, bringing it and bring it more like a more, we could bring it to the press room. We could definitely do something like that. More. It's um, it's it's peaking. It's like, peaking. It's uh, it's it's getting talked about by us now. I got some of my friends who <laughs> it's funny too mm. that are coming up on the side. Everybody hey, like a winner. I'm ready. Right. Get, let me get hey. in on this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got you, man, what do you think about this? They don't make no money. Like what, exactly. They like Martin on life. Right. I want in. I want in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, 
Yeah, the thought is there, but I I believe at this point we need to we need to get maybe a couple more three out there gotcha. um, events at the local level. Because mm-hmm. um, I even considered on the next one to bring a band out of Atlanta. We're not there. Okay. We're not there. We need to just stay local right now, and you know, stay creative. Uh, we we we're not ready yet. Okay. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, so you ready to get into the spice of life? Let's go ahead and well, kind of I mean, see it was, what else is going on. Yes, yes. I'm talking about this uh, earlier, but you preluded to this. I preluded. And so this is what That's we're going to talk about. <laughs> we are going to talk about the coronavirus today. Ooh-wee. And let's talk about because... It's basically dictating how things are going right now as far as the world goes. Mm-hmm. If you wake up every morning, there's something new going on with the coronavirus. Actually, this afternoon, they just posted that the first case was caught in Nashville. Mm. So, what do you all think about this situation and what's going on with the coronavirus? Do you think it's being played the right way? Do you think people are overreacting? What are your feelings about it? I think I believe I think that it's a scary tactic. I mean, every year there's a different one. There's swine flu. There's H1N1. There's uh, Ebola. Ebola. Mm-hmm. It's 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 something every year. Um, As, well, anthrax. Anthrax. anthrax uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's there to scare people, as we were saying, as I preloaded to. You know it. it 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 decides where the stock market goes. Um, yes, it does. <laughs> that's right. Oh, well, I'm so excited about right. it. Yes. Yes. So they're going on sale. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and, the, well, and the interest rate is gone down. It, and it does. And and you're right. I think there's a dynamic where it comes up every year, mm-hmm. but they're trying to create that cycle. It's mm-hmm. almost like doing solo, summer soul jam. All right, we're going to try it. We'll see if it works. We're going to try to see it. But if you do it that one time and it actually hits, mm-hmm. it's a game changer. Mm-hmm. And they've been trying it for the last few years. And this is the game changer. This is the game changer. This is the game changer now. And, and then this is, from the business standpoint, are you prepared? Because most people will think, I'd be losing my mind behind my stock market drop. Not at all. Because I've already got a strategy. I've already got an investment in plan that says, all right, well, in the vision box, you don't lose any money. So that money can continue to grow and you don't have to worry about the downside in the market. That's being able to say, I've been talking about this and getting y'all ready for mm-hmm. a day such as today. Mm-hmm. Um, I just noticed a, um, a link posted up a minute ago that said the Dow's already off 800 points for tomorrow. Yay. Already. Already. The bell ain't even wrong. Mm-mm. And then you're right. In the respect of being able to buy low. So you can go to my website, IamWealthyNow.com. Money, 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 money. You can click on the link because I'm doing the stock up classes. Being able to show people if this now is the time to buy, how do you buy? What companies do you go? What do you look for? What are those metrics? So I encourage people in that respect to say, you know, we always think about the positive side of the business. Are we thinking about what happens in the negative and how you turn that into a positive? And I think um, even from somebody like Regina can appreciate this, interest rates are going down. This may be a perfect time to buy houses. Mm-hmm. Even if we go through an, another economic crisis, this is going to be a perfect time to buy houses. I bought my house in 2009 after the big crash, mm-hmm. and I got a really nice foreclosure. So it's definitely, and a lot of people are aware that that's going to happen. How are you positioning them? I had one of my clients in Nashville who actually closed on her house on Friday. It's been five years since we started her rock. That money we've been putting aside. I want to sign that post. So the meme was like, you know, 16-year-old puts money into the Raw 21s buy a house. You did the math. It's five years. Five years you touched the money used to buy a house. She moved in. Right. Well, I, me... now I did hear that I've always heard, I've always heard it taught that there, when there's blood in the streets, there's money to be made. Mm-hmm. Okay. With that being said, who owns Purex hand sanitizer? Because we just heard the other day. <laughs> When I was over my grandson's, his grandmother was telling us that her boyfriend went to Walmart, mm-hmm. Family Dollar, Dollar General, the whole nine. There was no hand sanitizer nowhere. That's mm-hmm. crazy. So Now, who would have thought to buy stock in Purex 
six months ago. That's right. When that when the Chinese doctor posted, and that's the thing that we got to be cognizant of. Yes, exactly. When we yes. start seeing things and we start seeing trends, we got to be cognizant, especially from social media, looking at them as a global standpoint, not just looking at it as a one-off or looking at it as a personal or emotional reaction. Mm-hmm. Being able to look at, you know, this Chinese doctor is like, mm, this is a big deal. That was a clue. That was clue number one. I'm not even going to front. I didn't pay attention to it. But but being able to say, all right, now let me go ahead and take advantage of it and start putting. Now, there are some other things that I've seen that I've already started putting in place that I expect to have 15 to 20 years from now. Mm -hmm. But I'm starting to take notice of little stuff. That's where we come in and say, I want to buy this because I believe it's going to be a long-term plan. Mm-hmm. So uh, a client of mine also, I met with her yesterday and she was want, she basically had the same conversation. And I went in and I looked at the price of Clorox. It was Clorox is um, the uh, position that she wanted to go into because same thing, all the cleaning supplies and they, you know, make their own hand sanitizers. All of them, the price had gone up a little, not drastically, but it had gone up some. Mm-hmm. So being able to say, are you watching the March Pits? Are you setting ticklers? Do you see something in place? You know, when Gina and I met a few years ago, she already had an idea in her mind. She was like, I see where the future is in this, and I want to go ahead and start investing in it. Putting money into it over time, that says when it hits, you're already there. You don't have to just figure mm-hmm. it out and was like, oh, I want to jump in. Everybody want to jump in on Bitcoin when, it's hot. when it was hot. Yeah, you right. Know? You know, it's definitely one of those things. At that point. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you got to have the eyes to see, the wisdom to kind of... Shut down all of the noise. And then also with this with coronavirus. Now what's going to be on the back end of it? Because maybe you missed corona. But what's it going to mean in the back end of, okay, once everybody gets back to business, what do we expect? Or now, you know, they've been quarantined. Proper nutrition, hopefully. Proper nutrition. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially if you've been quarantined for a few months. They closed um, South by Southwest. So... Yeah, um, yeah that's big right there. You know, people don't want to get that's back one of out. That may be the time for entertainment again, mm-hmm. simply because, you know, it's going to be a cold summer. Everybody might be kind of chilling and sitting back in the house waiting on the economy to come I'm back. Because a lot of businesses are doing that. Supply chain. I'm True. not doing that. Man. I'm going to live my life. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I understand you're gonna live your life. I might be the only person at the beach, but I'm gonna be at the beach. You're gonna be at the there beach talking about, I ain't even have a good time. Like, I don't need nobody to have a good time. Uh-huh. I don't need uh-huh. nobody to have a good time. And this might be the time of vacation. I do. I do. Because everybody is so paranoid. Yeah, because yeah, I'm like, I go on a cruise, but I want to sit there and I want to watch. I'm well, a people I'm watching. I'm, I'm a people watching, so I'll sit around too. and I'll laugh at them. That's entertainment for I me. Ain't that. nobody to watch. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I might as well go home. Um, <laughs> but no, being able to say, what's it look like on the back end? Correct. You know, there's supply chain is probably a buzzword you want to look for because you think about now AliExpress and all of them, they're not mm-hmm. sending stuff from China right now. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's, and I want to bring this up too, because you were talking about South by Southwest, which is one of the biggest music festivals that they have mm-hmm. decided to shut down. You've got all these different leagues as far as Bonnaroo's coming up. Bonnaroo's coming up. You got the MLB. You've got the NBA. They've made a rule where don't clap, uh, shake fans' hands, give them a fist bump. All these different regulations are coming up. And basically, from my understanding, it's been like just a little, as far as population goes, it's been just a little sample size. But a lot of it is just keeping up with your hygiene. So Mm -hmm. do you feel that people are overreacting with all these things that are closing? Uh, They're putting in travel restrictions and things of that nature. Are we taking the proper channels as far as trying to contain this? Or are we overreacting? Should we still be traveling? What do y'all think about that? These people nasty. Yeah. It's some I nasty people, the, I man. I thought she was in the bathroom and didn't even wash her hands. Yeah. I and mean, this was just the other day. I mean, and, and mind you, it might be the fact that we've been seeing this. We got up at, you know, 
eight o'clock on Saturday mornings and had to clean our house. And that was right. part of our narrative and our story. So we knew that. But now that you get into this adult world and you start seeing it, it's like, so for real, you just not gonna wash right. your hands or you just you gonna walk right back out here to work. Right. And you gonna and eat. you just yeah, and you gonna be in the break room and touching the same stuff I got. I seen yeah. a video where this dude was at like Publix or something. Eating the soup at the thing. Well, so Food City got their little bread that's open, and I have never understood that this is not Europe. They do in Europe. It's just bread on the, it's just on the shelf. So you mm -hmm. lick your hand, just go touch it, and I'm like, and they just and I'm just buying it like, oh, we're gonna have bread tonight. And I'm thinking, why would you want bread this minute out? I mean, mm -hmm. <laughs> they don't cost bread right. and everything. <sighs> yeah, yeah so. but I mean, we're fearfully and wonderfully made, and our our bodies. If that's you take it. care of your body. Mm -hmm. it, it will take care of you. Yeah. And a lot of it is, like you said, mind your hygiene. You can't do anything about people coughing, but, but you can equip yourself. Yeah. You can, I mean, a big thing, and please, please, with time springing forward, get out, enjoy the sunshine. I'm going you know, to. It, it kills a lot of stuff. It's like vitamin D. Yeah. yeah. Helps you absorb minerals and stuff. But, yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but I think it is an overreaction, an overreach, and you have to look at what does the flu take out? Most elderly people and people with compromised immune systems, and mm. I mean, it's no different than the flu. You take the precautions, and you know you just can't keep people in a panic. But it's a tactic to keep us living in fear. Absolutely, and I don't live in it. We know. I can't. We know you. I can't. You know you're tough. No, I'm not. I just, I just, I, I don't. I believe I'm a conspiracy theorist, so I just believe everything is a bit ploy for Pinky and the Brain. I just believe. But no, that's funny you say that because I mean that is the objective is to take over the world every day. Like yeah. every day, yeah. there's somebody that's out there trying yeah. to take over the world, and or they're looking at something new. So eventually, one one of my true beliefs is the only thing constant is change. Right. Yeah. And recognizing on things constant has changed. And I just kind of really have to always keep my eye open and say, I see something changing. Like when we came in here that day and I was like, mm, those boxes shouldn't be there. Right. Now, of course, we all walked back here and was like, oh, you know. Yeah, yeah. There was some change. There was, absolutely. <laughs> but being able to recognize, okay, the only thing constant has changed. What does that mean? How do you prepare yourself to go forward? What steps do you need to make? So you can still be happy and live your life, but you don't end up getting just kind of smack down because, oh, I, 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 so many people are very resistant to change. Mm -hmm. And because of that, then they're just like, nope, can't do it, won't do it. Right. And it's and it's hard for them to grow and adapt. We think about how many times our uh, parents and grandparents tell us, you know, you don't need a cell phone or, you know, that email stuff will never work. And, mm -hmm. you know, y'all watching too much TV. And that's all we do is look at a screen in front of us. Y'all yeah, sit in front right. of us. You know, being and you don't have a one-stop shop because you don't have to put it down. No, TV. Right. The teachers yeah. told us what to say. You say you ain't gonna have a calculator yep. wherever you go. I got a computer now. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I got, I got financial calculators and the whole shebang. Like, oh wee, I don't even know two plus two equals five no more. And that's, <laughs> the, that's the crazy part about the the mind control and the mind. You have. The, a world of information at your fingertips, mm -hmm. but you're gonna let the other box tell you what to do. Mm -hmm. You know, like you can go look at this stuff, you can go look up stuff for yourself, mm -hmm. right? but let's just let the box tell me yeah. how to feel, how to behave, how to act. Well, the word today um, from the pulpit was turn the TV off for 30 days, mm -hmm. and which I don't have a problem with because I don't even own one. So. Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, that's a definite step in the right direction. We cut the cord quite a few years ago, and that, that helped tremendously. Just not dazing out and just cut that mess off. Let them, let them have it. Trying to do more positive things before you go to bed, so you can, you know, shut mm -hmm. your mind off and, and go to sleep. Because sleep helps. Again, yeah. that's another thing that helps. Yeah. So there, again, there are precautions you can take to not overreact. Just take care of yourself. You know. And even with even with it being announced, um, like you said, there was a case, a case mm -hmm. in Nashville, a case. Right. There right. was a case. Yeah. I uh, I had an, I had a friend that had that uh, actually even came down with the swine flu. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I 
used her car. I looked after her. I never got it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just because it's out there doesn't mean that it's me. No. You know what I'm saying? So, and then when you're talking about a case, you're talking about a massive number of people. So, and I understand that things travel and I, I get that. Mm-hmm. But then I also believe that people open up their lives to receive certain things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They do. You know, um, so... If you're not, I mean, like my whole thing is when they first started with it, I said Psalms 91, it shall not come nigh thy dwelling. Mm. It shall not. I believe that. That's why I stand. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be worried. I'm not going to be concerned. I'm not going to be perplexed. I'm not going to live in fear. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to the grocery store. And I'm going to buy my groceries. I'm going to, hey, how you doing? You know. You going to buffets. At first, I didn't know what they was talking about because I don't watch the news. Mm-hmm. I don't watch the news. Right. I have not watched the news in years. I mean, I might catch it every blue moon, but watching just sitting there, right. talk, that's not me. I don't do it. I can find something else to watch. Um, but when they said it, then I was like, oh, well, maybe she's talking about that thing. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I really don't care. Mm. I just like brunch. So, well, really, to be honest, I just like mimosas. Word. Not that there's anything wrong with it. I mean, in the company, we have a great group of women. But, I mean, the I think that these things... In various aspects of our business, we got to be able to determine right. how does this gets, absolutely gives you an opportunity to say, yeah, maybe we have a um, an immunity building system to be able to sell that for your business, um, or even maybe a delivery firm or somebody mm-hmm. who can, you know, so people who are living in a state of um, awareness, mm-hmm. awareness, I said okay. awareness, so, <laughs> um, because maybe they have a weakened immune system. Oh, okay, well that's fine. Right, you know, you think about people who have autoimmune disease and stuff like that. Understanding, right? (laughs) Amen, amen. But being able to say, you know, this is something that because you know now it's like um, the the group around here, the um, liquor stores deliver in Knoxville. They do, yeah. Wow, but that would be great. I mean, that's great in the respect of had you set up a business or had something to say. You know, I remember that movie Sandra Bullock, The Net. Mm-hmm. It was back in the maybe 90s. Never she hadn't been to work for like 10 years. And then she shows up one day and they were like, who are you? We've never seen you before. Mind you, she's been working. She's had everything delivered into her house. And I always believe that um, art entertain, in, imitates life. Mm-hmm. So being able to say, huh. Well, well, they said television. That, that's the, all that stuff is to let you know where they're heading. Exactly. Exactly. So being able to say, you know, now that it's come to, we got Uber Eats and stuff is delivered to your home and people don't have to leave you. Or we got Amazon and we came out way before that Mm -hmm. working from home. Then there's that dynamic of being able to say, all right, so if people are going to go through periods of isolation or quarantine, whether it's isolation or, you know, just because they choose to be by themselves or for health or medical reasons, is there a purpose or a way that we can serve? I mean, I work with most of my clients. By um by phone, by computer. I mm-hmm. don't have to go sit with them to do a life insurance policy. Are we shifting our bodies or our businesses to be able to say, if that were to happen, how can I help this person? And we might be the first person to come up with that idea. Right. Um, and from my pulpit this morning, they were saying, you know, the Lord will give you an idea. Take advantage of it. Because if not, then somebody, he'll give it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And then you'll be the one saying, man, I, I had, that, I had idea. that idea. How come I didn't take action mm-hmm. on it? He tried to give it to you. Right. So be able to recognize and say, let me go ahead and move something with this real quick. So I can uh, go ahead and uh, see how it goes. I mean, mm-hmm. it, and it may not be the season. You might jump in there and was like, oh, I got a prototype. See how that works. And nobody took advantage of it. But then, today, you already ready to go. Mm-hmm. So. Two cents. Let's see. Hey, David, I see he's got uh, some comments. Just being aware, trying to keep from touching things unnecessarily. Um, Adding more hand sanitizer than normal. But for the most part, he is unbothered. If the outlook changes, then maybe he can reconsider. But right now, it's business as per usual. Has to operate with that mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to go about my day, and I'm going to handle everything that comes with it. And, you know, again... 
<laughs> back to give us this day. Give <laughs> us this day our daily bread. And that's where you again gratitude mindset mm -hmm. and things like that. You know, mm -hmm. if you start out being thankful that you woke up, you'll you can keep your day going like that. Stuff like this won't won't bother you. And it's not to the point where it should be concerning, I don't believe. It's not an epidemic. I mean, it is in I don't know, I don't know. I say that, but it's a global concern. It's a global concern, mm -hmm. um, but still the numbers are too small for it to be as big as people are making it out. Like, people are coughing and saying, I don't have the corona. I didn't ask you that. Right. No. I don't care. It was funny. I seen a couple of posts. So. Did you see my brother's post? Uh, shout yeah, out to Wanda. He was, and he was saying... Um, you know, Corona's killed like three thousand people, but y'all go to yeah. Kentucky Fried Chicken and get a piece of fried chicken on the, two pieces of donuts. Right. You know, heart disease killing thirty thousand people yeah. a year, mm -hmm. and we're not focused in on our awareness. <laughs> I know, right? And we're not focused on look. We're ignoring the big problem. Yeah. Right. We ignore a big problem like heart disease. Right. You know, so we 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 have to be cognizant and aware. It's like okay, this is a little right. thing, and maybe it'll grow into. Exactly, but you know, Corona survivors still killing people just like um, heart disease as well, Listen. and that's why you need life insurance. I saw one, I saw one that was, I saw one yeah. that was saying that uh, I don't know what the numbers were. It was like people uh, worried about the Corona, but they're still I don't know. Kids are watching this, but they're still out there barebacking. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. AIDS is real. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's AIDS true. is real. That is and the truth. And you can get that easy, but ain't nobody concerned about that. Well, we as a culture, we have a, we, you know, kind of poof and be gone. It's mm -hmm. like, it won't happen to me. Mm -hmm. And 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 that's a wonderful idea to have, but it, the reality of it is, we there is still a level of, we have to take the proper precautions and protections. Mm -hmm. We do. We absolutely do. So, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Well, I thoroughly, awesome. yes, sir, I thoroughly enjoyed you all today. Well, thank we enjoyed you all too. And thank you for continuing to come. Um, before we close out, though, we always <clears throat> like to encourage our listeners. So, we can go around the table if y'all want to go first, or we'll let one of the uh, CT or Dave Vets start. Encourage them with what? Just, just a words, positive thought. Just positive oh, okay. <laughs> so, I'll start. <laughs> So I'll start. I was um, doing my mindful meditations and um, listening to my seminars this morning. And one of the things that struck me, especially for business owners, is we have it in our mindset that business is hard and business is supposed to be a struggle. And it's all about, you know, we've got to be able to understand that we really enjoy what we do. And don't confuse your business with busyness. So I think that is, we've got to be intentional, we've got to be aligned, we've got to be able to know exactly what we're looking for, but not just constantly out here doing, 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 and doing, thinking that's going to generate a result. If it's not intentional, if you don't have any direction behind what you're doing with your business, then it just is going to be that busyness. So y'all have a wonderful week. Of course, you know, I want you to make all the money, 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 right for the promoter's wife i would just like to say that if you're buying a house and your realtor is not feeling you they are not treating you with the respect that you do deserve in this process because they're going to make a nice commission off of you you can fire them and i am at tenant's choice property management service 701 north central avenue 865-415 0961. Call me. Alright, as usual, I like to stick with the theme of gratitude. Uh, just begin each day with a grateful heart. Uh, continue to have gratitude throughout the day. Be thankful for things you do experience. Be thankful for things you don't have to experience. Uh, really and truly, we all live a blessed life. It's up to us to step back and see that. I'm guilty of missing that at some time, but for the most part, stay grateful. I uh, encourage you to Start your gratitude journal. End of the day, beginning of the day, write down three things you're grateful for, and it will help with your mindset. Again, it boosts your immunity. Just It'll help you in so many ways. And everybody have a great week. Thank you all for tuning in. I'm glad we got back on track. And thank you all for coming. Pass it to my guy.
Mr. J. Live. And I'm going to be short and sweet. Keep God first. Stay focused. Stay alert. Yes. Find your passion. Live in your passion. Succeed in your passion. Make this a great week. The start of a new week. Everything's ahead of you. Get to it. That's all you can do. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. <laughs> Have a good night. All right. Bye. Great, great, great. Oh, wait a minute. We forgot. Oh, my goodness. We absolutely forgot. Our special guest gift for you guys for coming out for our guest today. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You know, we've got to have it. Some noodles. No, yeah. it's the ramen noodles for the ramen movement. I'm going to eat them too. Slice some tomatoes up in there. Do you know? Some seasoning. Uh, that's what's up.